Hello, welcome back to the Love Boat Society podcast. This is episode two. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, How's everybody doing? I hope everyone is doing well, blessed, loved, all those beautiful, beautiful things. So essentially here on the Love Boat Society podcast, like I told you guys before, we are building a community. Um, once again, my name is Kiyomi Hall. I'm a mother. I'm an author. You guys got all that jazz on the first episode, but if you're new listening to me, I just got to give you a brief intro of who I am. So essentially for episode two, my first guest for this episode is going to be my daughter. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so my daughter Kimora is going to be my first guest. And my reason for bringing her on is because I want you guys to understand that this love bold live forgiving shit is a daily thing and i want you guys to also understand that i am not perfect i am not someone that's saying oh you got to do this you got to do that you got to do this you got to do that essentially i guys want you i want you guys to understand and to know that me myself i had to go through a process of reestablishing relationships with a lot of people I've had to learn how to forgive a lot of people and I feel like with having her as my first guest would give you guys a firsthand look on what that looks like what we had to go through what we still struggle with and just how us forgiving each other and us loving each other and growing is something that we have to do daily it's not a one and done thing so to give you guys some um backstory essentially when my daughter was a baby i abandoned her um i had her when i was 21 so essentially you know 21 it's pretty young i still wanted to kick it live my life essentially when i was younger i never worked i was a booster i sold sold and stole things <laughs> so working was that um so with living that type of lifestyle at the time, being a mother was a beautiful thing, but I wasn't fully ready for it. And essentially being that my mother abandoned me, me abandoning her was shit, not just second nature. I mean, it was just like, oh, your dad's going to keep you. Okay, bye. But now, I mean, it was a lot of things going on. I had a warrant out for my arrest. Um, I had got evicted from my place. So it was a lot of other things that were going on. So essentially when I left her with her father, I moved to Ohio, like got rid of the ID. I became an Ohio resident that weren't, well, in my mind, it was a thing of the past, but you know, warrants don't go anywhere. They'd be waiting for you when you bring your ass back to California or wherever you go, you get caught, you're getting extradited back. <laughs> So essentially, I just want you guys to understand that there may, there may be somebody in your life that you need to forgive. It may be somebody in your life that has abandoned you. Um, you're going to have to work through that because essentially it could be holding you back from living your best life, as they say, as you young folks say. Um, so essentially, yes, I want you guys to welcome my first guest. Woo, 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 woo. Kimora, say hello to the people. Hi, how are you guys? I hope you're doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I brought, like I said, I brought you on today because you are my daughter and essentially I wanted people to understand that I had to work through things with you and the process of what that looked like, what we had to go through. So essentially, what do you have going on in your life right now? Let's start there. Um, I'm a full-time college student. I go to a community college in Sacramento and I work part-time sometimes. That's pretty much all that I have going on, really. Are you majoring in anything? Majoring in political science, and I hope to become a lawyer, or at least go to law school and graduate with a JD. Hmm. So what did your summer look like? Did you do anything fun over the summer? I went to London for a couple days. I think it was like a week, and then I had an internship at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you got a little traveling done. So you're 18 now, fully grown. So let's take a few steps back. So essentially, when can you recall or when do you think was the first time that you realized your biological mother was not in the picture? It was when my dad started dating his ex-wife. And I thought she was my mom because you weren't around and she was and she was the only thing I knew to be a mom so I that was really when I started to recognize that you weren't around okay so essentially with you thinking that your biological mother was your mother how did it make you feel when you realized that she was not your biological mother I was definitely confused um, aside from the fact that she was white and didn't look like me, that just added on to the confusion. Um, but when you, <laughs> when you did come, it just, it just confused me a lot. And um, I had to unlearn everything that I learned with his ex-wife and relearn it with you. And how did that make you feel? It made me feel bad because I grew up with his ex-wife. And like I said, it was just like retraining myself to learn how to be a daughter to the right person when I was unwilling to do so because I was in a place where I was like, she's my dad's ex-wife is my mom. I don't know who you are and you're saying you're my mom. You're lying. Bye. So it was just one of those things where it was just a confusing space. Well, I can see how that most definitely can be confusing for anybody. And it's most definitely a lot to process as a child. Now, how old were you when you realized that she wasn't your biological mother or that this confusion was taking place? It was when you came back, so I believe I was seven or eight. And she still acted as if she was my mom, even when you came back. So, yeah. Okay. So we are going to kind of, what is your thoughts or what is your opinion about the word abandon? To leave and not come back pretty much. That's what it really is. <laughs> um, but being older and not realizing the real reason why you left, hearing different reasons from my dad and my grandma and finally being comfortable enough to ask you why you actually left and it's like oh I wasn't trying to go to jail so <laughs> <laughs> instead of she just didn't want you or she didn't want to be alone those types of things well essentially I mean we've had this conversation 
a gazillion times, but not being a mom and not being able to provide an environment to be a mom is two totally different things. So essentially, as a parent, you have to, like I said in my previous episode, you have to make sacrifices. So in my mindset at that particular time, it was better for you to go with your father versus me packing you up and taking you all the way to Ohio because your father had a better support system here in California versus me going with you into the unknown. So, and for me being that my father wasn't there, like with my three children, I tried to make it, I force you guys to have a relationship with your father, which is probably, it may be a good or bad thing. I don't necessarily know, but essentially I was hell bent on making sure that you had something that I didn't have. So in my mind, it was like, I'd rather you be with your father than you be with anybody else because I was in foster care. So essentially, at least you had one parent versus having no parent at all. (laughs) Um, So to kind of go back, essentially, you said the word abandon means to leave. So how would you define our relationship currently? It's really good. I have a stronger relationship with you than I do with my dad, which is saying something because I used to be very close to my dad. So now I'm comfortable enough to tell you things and to be want to be around you and not feel uncomfortable around you. And I call you mom. I didn't call you mom when you um, first came back. I called you by your first name and I was forced to call you mom, but I'm glad you did so because I, I don't think if you hadn't done that. I don't think it it would take me longer to want to call you mom. Well, I know that I had to establish a relationship with you. So that was the focal point. But essentially, as far as you calling me mom, regardless of when I die, I'm still going to be your mom. So essentially, you came out of my uterus and I understand, you know, whatever the circumstances are, I'm still your mother. (laughs) (laughs) now with um our relationship being better how did like how does that make you feel having a better relationship with me versus your dad because I don't want you to not have a good relationship with your father what do you think that the reason is that you don't have a good relationship with him I still do have a good relationship with him but I, being that these past few years, I've spent more time with you because I wanted to get to know you more and I wanted you to, I didn't want you to leave again, to be honest, because um, going back, like when we first came and stuff, wanting to spend time with you so you, you could be my mom, essentially, that's what it was, but that's, I still have a good relationship with dad. I just have spent more time with you over this past decade. So that's why I would say I'm closer to you. Okay. Well, I don't want to paint the picture that he's bad or that he's a deadbeat or (laughs) anything like that. Um, Because he's still in the picture. He's your father. And we're most definitely not going to take that from him. Now, with your relationship with your father and your relationship with me, do you feel like either one of your parents overcompensated in raising you because of the 
abandonment or because of the different experiences that you had between him and I? In the beginning, I did feel like I could do things and get away with it um, until there was that bringing down the hammer, cracking down on things. It was like, okay, we get it. You know, you've hurt, but now you got to get over it. Like, you can't keep doing this stuff, so. Could you break that down, like explain that to our listeners a little bit more, what that means? I used to be a bad child. I would (laughs) talk back. I didn't want to be bothered. I was depressed, not having it. So doing those things that got me in trouble, like arguing with my mom and talking back to her, those types of things I had to stop doing because I didn't feel right using her now do you feel like the relationship or the strain of being stuck between two parents caused your depression or where did the depression come from or in your opinion yeah um feeling stuck um i feel stuck all the time and it's just because i don't want to lose the relationship that i have with either parent because of those abandonment issues, I feel like if I stop doing what one parent wants, they'll leave or they'll make me leave. So, yeah. so do you feel stuck? Like yeah. you have to choose? Or you said you feel stuck. I'm sorry. Do you feel like you have to choose? Or do you feel like in certain situations you're forced to make a choice between left yeah. or right? Um, mainly in advice-related issues, you would tell me, you would give me advice on something and then my dad would give me advice on something and it's like I don't know whose advice to choose because it's both good but with my dad it's like he'll say that your mom she doesn't know what she's talking about and she's wrong and she did this and this and so with you it's like yeah your dad's right but this is why I think you should pick me so it's one of those things well essentially as a parent I feel like we provide advice. I know with me personally, when I provide advice, I give examples like A, B, and I try to follow it up with real life things. So if you do this, for example, if you have sex, you can get pregnant, you can get an STD. I mean, I try to follow it up with logical real life examples for you to make the best choice about what works for you because I still want you to have your life experiences because that's what it's all about. I don't want you to feel like, oh shit, she's making me do this. She's making me do that. Like you have to make your own choices, but with the information that you're provided, I want you to make the best choice for you. If that makes sense. (laughs) Okay. So essentially segueing back to the whole parenting and situation do you feel like you have any resentment between or towards me or towards your father because of your childhood not towards my parents I had a a lot of resentment for myself I thought I was the reason why you had left so it just had I had this hole inside of me like wow because going back to them saying that you didn't want me I was like wow so she didn't want me so she left because of me like I got issues So (laughs) I resented myself, so not you or dad. Okay. So with you being an 18-year-old woman now, how have you learned to work through that resentment? Or what tips could you give 
some of the people that are listening that they may be able to share with their children as far as how they can help them get over resentment or depression or anything that they may feel like they need help with? I actually learned this from you and it's communication because if you can't talk about it, then what's the point? I feel like talking makes everything easier. Holding everything in inside is pointless. Talking to yourself in the mirror is pointless because no one is on the other side to tell you what to do with the information that you're letting out. So just talk to whoever you need to talk to. Well, I think communication is key, but some people feel like they can't communicate with their parents. Some people feel like there's no way in hell that I'm going to tell my mom or dad that I smoked weed or that I had a shot or that I took some dick today. Like they're not going to have those type of conversations with their parents. But I think that it's very important to try, well, not try, but essentially in, in my house, we have a peaceful environment. So like we don't yell at each other. Um, I try not to cuss them out too, too much. Um, I, I mean, because I'm the type of parent to where I kind of let things build up. That's just the Gemini in me that I just let things build up. And then when I've reached my max, I'm whooping everybody's ass. Everybody in here is getting their ass whooped. I don't care what you did, who did it. Everybody's getting their ass whooped and you're going to bed. <laughs> but essentially, sometimes before we get to that point, we have conversations. So it's like, okay. Even with my three-year-old, Snegro is three and we have, I don't understand shit he be saying, <laughs> but we have communication. Why are you doing this? Do you know what you did? Why are you boo-booing on yourself? Why did you write on the wall? Like what's going on here, sir? Um, and I try to affirm my children. Like I'll text my daughter and be like, grand rising, beautiful, grand rising, gorgeous. You know, I try to affirm them to make them feel comfortable and just to create an environment where they feel like they can talk. And even with um, my daughter, Kimora, like I didn't whoop her a lot, but I didn't whoop her because I got whooped and I got whooped with brooms, shoes, extension cords, you know, whatever was close, I was getting my ass whooped with it. And so essentially it's not a whooping, it's abuse. <laughs> so, you know, I just didn't want to abuse my children to the point to where they're so fearful of me that we can't have a relationship in regards to what's going on in their life or them feeling comfortable with communicating with me. So I think creating an environment where your children can talk to you is important because once they feel like they can talk to you, they'll come to you. Because, you know, black folks will be like, oh, well, what's up with you? Oh, well, what's up? <laughs> and then with the what's up, they think that you just finna divulge all this information. And it's like, bro, you just whooped my ass with a broom three minutes ago. I'm finna sit down and talk to you about why. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. So um, the communication piece, you have to create an environment for it. Do you feel like? Well, of course, you feel like I've created the environment for it because we talk about everything. Yeah, but that doesn't mean there's still some things you don't know. So. No, I, I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm fully aware of that. I don't, ex I don't expect you to divulge all of your information to me. But I do want you to communicate when you feel like it's necessary or when you feel like you're so confused or conflicted to where 
you can't make a decision. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I know you don't come to me about everything. You sure didn't come to me when you was taking them shots of liquor. Don't expose <laughs> me on this here podcast. It's only the second episode, okay? We got to give the listeners something to tune in to, boo. <laughs> So I just want to thank you for being my first guest. I really, really, really appreciate it. You um, shed some light on a few things and you made this easier for me (laughs) (laughs) because on being a parent, I, I struggle with it. I'm not perfect. I still struggle with it. It's an everyday thing. And I love you. Well, and I appreciate you. Well, thanks for coming back because, you know, you didn't have to do that. But I appreciate <laughs> you doing that and trying to, in mending, you know, the broken relationship. Well, I I, I think that's. It's got, it, it does. So, yeah. And, honey, you, you know the fight and you know the struggle because baby girl had to put her boots on, call police. Like, y'all don't know half of the battle that I went through with her father. You know what I'm saying? But half. That's like. A third. I wouldn't even say that. Why? So what do you think? Huh? No, I just feel like there's so much that you had to go through and stuff that I go through because of things that you did. Not saying it's anything bad, but... Well, essentially with me, I, I set the tone. So with me leaving you with your father, that was a choice that I made. So whatever consequences come with that, that would be me setting the tone. So that was a choice I had to make. Now I had to put my my big girl thong on and come back to Sacramento and face the choice that I made to leave you. So with that, I had to turn myself in and do my jail time first and foremost, because like I told y'all, I had a warrant. Okay. Girlfriend had to go lay down for, um, Six months. (laughs) And, you know, six months may not be a lot of time for some people. But for me, I ran from it. You know, at that space, it was easier to run from it than to be held accountable for it. And people have a hard time being held accountable for the shit that they do. That's something that a, a lot of us struggle with. So essentially, I had to be held accountable for Abandoning you for stealing in people's shit and doing my six months and then starting the whole process of mending my relationship with you. And whatever came with that, I had to be ready for it. But it was not by any means an easy process battle at all. We went to court for seven years I mean God for seven years I mean (laughs) so essentially and then I went through all of this by myself there was no one here with me going to court with me there was no one with me when I was calling the police to get you because they refused to give you to me there was no one with me when they were threatened. I mean, it was just no one. I I had to put my armor of God on and fight this by myself. So I commend anybody who is going through a custody battle, a not mediumship, (laughs) mediation, child support. 
my heart and prayers go out to you because essentially it's hard. It's not easy. And it's easy as fuck to walk away from these kids. It's, it's, it's so it's, it's, it's easy. It's hard to be a, a stand up accountable person. It's, it's not easy at all, but I digress. <laughs> so like I said before, I would like to thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I would like to thank all of my listeners. If you have any feedback for her or any feedback for me, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Love Bold Society. You can email us at society at gmail.com. Our website is loveboldsociety.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, we most definitely would love to hear them. Once again, I thank you for tuning in. My name is Kiyomi Hall and I am signing off.